you came across this podcast, you may have typed in, do you know him? If so, who or what are you looking for in life? If you'd like to talk to someone about this, or if there is something you'd like to hear about in a future episode, then please email us at doyouknowhimpodcast at gmail.com. And now on to today's episode. Welcome to the Do You Know Him podcast. This is Lowell King. I'll be your host. Today's episode is entitled Pencil. Well, that's a pretty insignificant title, wouldn't you say? I think if you and I were walking down the street and we happen to see a half-used pencil laying on the sidewalk uh, with teeth marks all over it, we probably would kick it aside or step over it. We certainly wouldn't bend over and pick it up for fear that the pencil might be covered in some kind of germs or whatever. And uh, so why in the world would I bother to do a podcast on pencils? Well, let me share my experience and hopefully it will give you a little different view or opinion of a pencil. Uh, not long ago, I was going through the channels on my TV one Saturday morning, and there was nothing really to, to watch, and I came across a documentary film on how to make a pencil. I thought, oh my gosh, I do not want to watch this, because if I do, it's going to remind me of those films that I used to have to watch when I was in junior high school. The teachers didn't have any more workforce for the day, so they would plug in one of these uh, documentary films on how they made tires in Brazil or how they made uh, whatever in whatever country. And uh, those those movies or documentary films were the worst thing that I've ever seen in my life in terms of uh, quality. And they were boring and they were just, I guess, used to take up time in the classroom. Well, that was many, many years ago, but for some reason I started to listen to this uh, documentary about the making of a pencil, and I was really intrigued. I must have caught it right in the beginning of the, uh, the program, and uh, so as I began to listen to it, I, I thought, there must be some reason God wants me to listen to this, this documentary. So I started watching, and I started taking a little bit of notes, and as I continued on listening, I was pretty much amazed by this little instrument. Uh, it was amazing to find out how long pencils have been around, which is about 600 years, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, But the thing that really intrigued me was, was the makeup of the pencil. And we all, I'm sure, in, in past years have used a pencil, but uh, things are different today, by the way. I stopped by my son's house uh, in preparation for doing this podcast. I found out that my, my grandchildren were over there, so I went and talked to Logan and Alana, and I said, you know, do you guys have a pencil? I want to share a little bit about a podcast that I'm going to be doing. And so my, my grandson said, uh, well, I have one, Grandpa. Let me go get it. So he went and got the pencil, came back, and handed me one of these new mechanical pencils the kids are using now. And I said, no, Logan, not, not this kind of a pencil. I, I want an actual, 
you know, the old yellow pencil with a eraser on the top. And he said, oh, we don't use those anymore, Grandpa, unless there's a test. He said, we use these kind of pencils. And uh, those old yellow pencils, it, the only time we use those is if a teacher hands them out in the classroom and we use them to take a test. And I, I was a little disappointed uh, and I felt like I couldn't really get into explaining what I had learned on this uh, documentary film. Uh, but I will try to share that with you now. And there's some great significance, I think, and you'll understand as I get towards the end of this podcast, how uh, this little common instrument that we just take for granted has so much significance. Well, first of all, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about how the pencil is made. Uh, years ago, when I was a young man, uh, it was fairly common that, that people would use uh, these cedar planks to line their closet. They were supposed to keep the moths or insects away. Uh, and the cedar wood has a very unique uh, odor to the wood. It's not, uh, not a bad smell. In fact, I think that uh, there are uh, cedar planks that are used if you're on your barbecue to make uh, salmon. So you're familiar with uh, the odor of or the smell of the cedar wood. Most pencils uh, are made of cedar wood. The wood is primarily uh, uh, grown in the Great Lakes region of the United States and harvested there uh, and uh, used for the making of the old-fashioned style pencil that I'm talking about, the old yellow pencil with the pink eraser and the little... Uh, I guess I'd call it a, a barrel, although they call it, they have another name for it. They call it a ferrule, not a barrel, uh, that holds the eraser uh, at the top of the wood pencil. Uh, the pencil lead itself is made up of carbon, graphite, and uh, that's usually fairly easily found in America, although uh, some of the companies who manufacture these pencils get their uh, carbon from Sri Lanka, uh, Canada, even Brazil and Greece and Turkey all have uh, mines where you can mine graphite as well. But the graphite itself is not sufficient to make a pencil lead. It has to be mixed with a wax that they find in Mexico and a clay that is uh, fairly uh, available in the southern parts of the United States. And the three of them together with the graphite uh, ground down into, I guess, into some kind of a powder form mixed with the wax and the clay, uh, form the pencil lead that uh, keeps it uh, hard enough, but at the same time uh, gives it still that ability to write in a black kind of uh, carbon style uh, writing that we see from a pencil. Uh, the ferrule, which holds the eraser in place, uh, is a little more complex. Uh, that is made up of zinc and copper. And they find the zinc to make that ferrule uh, primarily in Canada, and the copper is found primarily in, in Chile. So we have Chile mines that they mine the copper, and Canada has mines that they mine the zinc. And, of course, those properties have to be mined and then brought to some place where they 
mix the two together in a formula that, that makes the uh, metal strong enough to adhere to the top of the pencil and at the same time hold the eraser in place. The eraser is another story. That is made of rubber primarily, uh, although not just rubber alone. The rubber tree uh, is usually uh, found, they're found in the uh, Republic of, Con uh, of Congo in the Central African area, but the rubber itself has to be mixed with a seed oil, uh, which is found in Indonesia, and the third item that's part of the eraser is pumice, which is found in Italy. Uh, the actual paint that they paint the uh, pencil with is a glossy lacquer that's made from castor oil. And the castor oil is, uh, comes from a plant called the castor plant, uh, and it comes from the seeds from that plant. Uh, and that gives you this bright yellow color that you see on most pencils. Uh, finally, the uh, lettering on the pencil is again a kind of carbon, and that carbon that they use for that paint is primarily found in, in the Texas region. So uh, now that you see the complexity, not only of the makeup of the, the pencil and the parts of the pencil, can you imagine in your mind the number of people that are required to put all of these different parts together and then send those to the factory where the pencil is actually manufactured? And then you have another whole gamut of people involved. You have truckers, you have uh, the people in the uh, uh, mill uh, where the lumber is milled, uh, the lumber yards, uh, again, truck those into the pencil manufacturing company. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. So you see how complex and complicated this little simple little writing instrument that we use uh, is. It's not a simple little pencil with some teeth marks laying on the sidewalk. When you think about it, it's a really complex little item. And uh, I'm just thinking, uh, while we might walk over the top of it uh, or kick it off to the side, uh, when you think about the people involved in all of this, does it give you a, a different attitude or a different idea of how complex that, that pencil is? I'm not suggesting that you would want to bend over and pick it up, even if you knew that, but it does give you a different understanding. Well, the reason I'm going here is the fact that if I told you that there was a, a cosmic explosion that uh, occurred as a result of uh, a meteor hitting the United States, and if I told you that when the dust settled that there would be a box of pencils laying there that happened accidentally as a result of this cosmic explosion, you would probably look at me like I was uh, a complete idiot, and rightly so, I might add. Uh, but in fact, that's pretty much what our children are being taught in public schools today, isn't it? That there was some kind of a cosmic explosion, and as a result of that, the mixing of the various chemicals or minerals or whatever resulted in something that over millions or billions of years or whatever 
took these inanimate objects and they created some kind of life and that subsequently resulted through all of these uh, different uh, transmissions and and omissions and whatever else you want to call it uh, to uh, come up with with life human life that we are actually an accident just like that pencil would be an accident laying on the sidewalk so I guess where I'm going with this is if we're if you're going to look at me if I told you that there was going to be a box of pencils after that cosmic explosion and you thought I was crazy then my guess my next question would be why are you allowing your children to be taught that the very same thing happened and yet this very most complicated being the human being with a uh, DNA that is so amazing it's the blueprint to make a human being I just read this the other day uh, if you could take the DNA of a human being and you could write it down in very very small print it would take a thousand books with 600 pages in each book to write the DNA for one human being okay so we're looking at this the simplicity of a pencil and it doesn't make sense but now we have a human being who has a blueprint that requires six six hundred page books a thousand of them to create just the blueprint for a human being let alone actually manufacturing the human being uh, so anyway I'm, I'm just sharing that because it's it's something that happened to me that day I'm looking and watching this video and I'm thinking where where did we go wrong in this country how can we allow or in this world for that matter how can we allow people to suggest that we this this precious human being that we are with the, the gift that we have this mind that we have the eyes that we experience the hearing that we have the list goes on and on and on and it's not only the human beings it's all of creation how can we believe that this all happened by accident just asking well this is Lowell King and this is the do you know him podcast and I'm asking you the very most important question that anyone will ever ask you in your entire life do you know him <laughs>